Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and attorney Althea DeVar Johnson. Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. How are you out there? I'm doing well. How about you, Dr. Flo? Well, you have tuned in. It's another week with Mind Your Business Radio. Yes. We are here today. I know a lot of you are probably tuned in because last week we were speaking to entrepreneurs uh, as our guest. We had YSB Toastmasters. And this week, Althea and I are talking about starting a business and a lot of clients asking about whether you should incorporate, whether you should form an LLC, should you remain a sole proprietor. And so we have a special guest and I'm going to let attorney Althea DeBar introduce our guest because this is, this is one of her ace boom coons. Um, and (laughs) earlier, I almost fired him. You almost fired him. (laughs) Well, I almost fired him and didn't know him, but that's okay. (laughs) That means he's busy. Okay. That means he's busy. busy. And when you are running a practice, being busy is a good thing. So I want, uh, Althea to introduce our guest today and he is going to help me talk about this topic. Our guest today is a very good friend of mine. He is a partner. Um, we have been together like thick and thieves for how many years? Maybe about 10 years. Yeah. Attorney A.C. Smith is the founding member and chief uh, executive officer of Tax Concept, uh, a law and um, tax firm here in um, the Sweet Arbor District of Atlanta. Attorney Smith uh, obtained his Bachelor's Arts degree from Morehouse College, from the Howard School of Law, where I also attended. Um, and Attorney Smith has had an extensive uh, legal career. During his tenure at the IRS, uh, Attorney Smith specialized in uh, tax exempt law, and he was there at uh, the uh, Attorney Revenue Service, IRS, for over 10 years. Um, Attorney Smith, after leaving IRS, he attended, he attended uh, Ernst, or he worked for Ernst & Young and Water, Waterhouse Cooper, where he was appointed regional manager of the New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut office, offices. He was supervising over a staff of attorneys and accountants and servicing multi-million dollar tax-exempt clients, which included the Catholic Church, um, Greenwich Hospital, uh, Mount Sinai Hospital, and the Manhattan YMCA. Uh, And I forgot one thing, Attorney Smith uh, graduated from Georgetown University Law School and where he received his LLM. All right. So right now, uh, I'm going to introduce you uh, to my friend, um, V. Aisley Smith. And uh, Attorney Smith, we won't say what the V stands for, will we? Good morning, good morning, good morning. 
thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. First of all, I've been fired from better places. So <laughs> I know. There is no better place than right here with us right now. Stop fronting. Thank okay. you so much for having me. <laughs> so anyway, in my tax practice, um, Attorney Smith, I am constantly being asked, what is the optimal business entity for me to use in starting my business? And I'm constantly asked that. And early in my career, I used to go into a long, involved explanation of the various entity types. And I would list all the pros and cons and discuss various tax consequences of each entity. And most of my clients would just simply tune me out because they just, it's just very complicated to a person who is not involved with law or tax or a CPA accounting, okay? So today we wanna kinda of give our listeners um, a kind of a see if we can break it down and give them uh, a very uh, easy education on maybe things they need to consider when they when they're trying to start a business and they're trying to select an entity type so what what you know I think that one of the principles is to elect to use a type um, that basically fits into your business model can you can you kind of speak to that what how do you handle your clients? What, what do you tell them? Well, um, growing up in a sanctified church and being an African-American attorney, asking me to give a skinny may be a little challenging, but I will do my best. Okay. <laughs> um, when my clients come in and they're speaking about, the first thing they come in they say is, I want to be a corporation or I want to be an LLC. And my first question to them is, why? And it's, well, because the street law says this is what I should be. Then what we do is we try to uh, encourage them to analyze their business from three perspectives. One is control, the other is liability, and the other is tax. Depending on how that works for each client will determine the business model that we recommend. Most of the time, most clients will fall into initially being a sole proprietor, but we always recommend that you do pursue an LLC, if nothing more than for um, liability purposes in order to make that distinction. For tax purposes, it's basically going to be the same. Uh, the one thing that I would like to mention for our clients to be aware is that if there are two people in your business, even if you do not have a partnership agreement, if you do not file the appropriate papers, you are a partnership and you must file at the Internal Revenue Service as a partnership. Mm -hmm. um, corporations are, well, C-Corps we don't normally recommend. Um, primarily because you're dealing with dual at minimum taxation, which means that for every dollar you make, that tax is going to be subject to at least two levels of tax. And why give your money to Uncle Sam when you can keep it for yourself? When, and as an LLC, when you recommend, uh, which is a state creation, once you identify yourself as that and you start making I would say probably about well, three to five thousand dollars of profit. Then we would recommend that you pursue a um, S corporation. Mm -hmm. S corporations are very different in that S corporations don't file, um, don't have to pay self-employment taxes. Mm -hmm. Attorney Smith, you're getting very boring. I'm tuning you out. <laughs> I don't want to hear this yak yak. Okay. Well, no, I am determined to come up with a fun way to have this discussion, well, Attorney Smith, gotcha. because we, because you, 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 I mean, we both have the same issue, right, right with right. our clients, because it is not some, I mean, people just tune out, and ultimately, 
clients have to choose an entity type that they understand. Right. right? I, agree. I agree. And even though it's not a fun or a sexy subject, mm -hmm. it's still an important subject to the client and they have to be aware and understand what they're getting into right. because of the consequences that may occur. Okay, now one thing I wanna ask before, cause we're gonna get into each entity type, but one question I wanna ask is electing to use a particular entity, is that irrevocable? If you elect to use a particular entity, is that irrevocable? Is that an irrevocable decision? That's a big word, what does that mean? Oh, <laughs> can you reverse it? <laughs> if there you, you decide, go. If, if we don't get the skinny, let's get the skinny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if you decide that you have chosen the entity, uh, improper entity, um, is that something that you can reverse? And we wanna talk about that just, I, I know that's not, a short answer. I, I, none of the questions really have a short answer today, right? right? right. Um, but is it is it irrevocable? Because a lot of times uh, we'll get into this a little bit later. But a lot of times people will choose an S corp, and as you grow, right, there might be an opportunity for you to take the company public, and you can't right. do that with an S corp. So we want to talk about that as well. Right. So uh, is the short answer? Irrevocable, is it irreversible? Is the short answer no? Mo yes, most of the time. Okay. <laughs> most of the time. Okay, most, most of the, of the time. time. Right. Okay, all right. So the other question is, and like I said, we're going to get deeper, and I'm, I'm throwing out some teasers to the audience because, audience, I want you to continue to tune in because these, these are the short answers to very long and complicated issues, and we're going to break down some of these complicated issues. But taxes are important. But should that be your sole reason for choosing an entity type? No. Again, the other things that we would take in consideration are liability and control. If you give away all of your, in, your shares in a corporation, what's the use of being an entrepreneur? Because at that point, you own nothing. Someone is still telling you what to do. So, and if you're the same thing with a partnership, then you have to take that in consideration. In addition, liability is very important because... What we do with most of our clients is we ask them to come in and we work in a continuum, which is what is the very best that could happen? And then at that point, we take that and we throw it away. And then we have to consider what's the absolute worst that can happen. And that's where we have to plan for the contingencies. Yeah. All right. Yes. All right. <laughs> and so I guess let's first start. I'm going to first start with the sole proprietorship, because that's the easy one. And I, I mentioned sure. that when we get into these other entity types, it's going to be a lot more complicated. So basically, um, Attorney Smith and Attorney Johnson, if I just start selling some stuff out of the back of my trunk, I'm a sole proprietor. Correct. Okay. So I don't really have to do anything other than whatever is the local law as far as licenses and things like that. Interesting you should mention that, because <clears throat> you are subject to, you know, um, the regulations of the state and the city and the feds. However, if you're selling things out of your trunk, most of the, uh, the biggest challenge is, for example, uh, Al Capone was a million times, several, several times over, and even though the uh, FBI and everybody else was unable to you know, convict him, it was the Internal Revenue Service. That's right. Yeah. So and the question is, what took him so long, the IRS, to catch Al Capone? And, Interestingly enough, during that time, that's when the Tommy gun was invented. So no longer was it pow, pow, pow. It was pow, 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 pow. Wow. wow. But he was still able to go ahead and maintain this 
million dollar empire, and that was primarily because he dealt in cash. Yeah. And the IRS cannot follow cash. This is why they don't like cash. Unless right. it goes to the bank. Unless yeah. it goes to, go the, to the, bank. the bank. Right. And most of the time, if you're selling out your trunk, it's not going to go to the bank. Right. Um, but that being said, <laughs> um, you are a sole proprietor, and the first dollar that you generate as a profit, and the profit is when your the money that you received in is larger than the expenses that you received so i incur excuse me then at that point you must pay self-employment taxes mm -hmm. which are uh fica and medicare okay so then at that point you know how often does that happen that someone has to pay that as a sole proprietor every time you every sole proprietor every when the first dollar profit hits then you're required to pay self-employment taxes. And I guess what I was mean, send it when in, I mean, when yeah, you send, send it, it in. to the IRS. I got gotcha. you. Okay, so if they don't send it in. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> you want me to break it down. Okay. Those quarterly taxes, this is Attorney Smith. <laughs> this is what I have to say, break it down. Break it down. Okay. Once you make that those, those taxes, then you're required to pay them quarterly. You're also required to make regular deposits, depending on how often your employees are paid. So the smart thing to do is to, to the extent possible and within the law, have independent contractors, if you can, instead of employees, because you don't have to pay self-employment taxes. Mm -hmm. But for you yourself, then it must be paid quarterly. And what the Internal Revenue Service would like for you to do is, year one, you have a loss, no problems. Year two, a smaller loss, no problems. Year three, you had some profit and you paid self-employment taxes on that profit. For year four, the Internal Revenue Service expects you to pay estimated taxes yes. of what you think it may be so that they can receive their money now. Great question. Why is it necessary to have that money now? Because <laughs> Social Security and Medicare are working on a check-to-check -check basis. So right. they need that money so yeah. they can pay it on out. Well, you know what? We're going to actually, there's a little bit more to sole proprietor than mm -hmm. even now. So we're, you know what? Because you just opened up a whole can of worms, Attorney Smith. And Lions I know you did that on purpose. And bears. I know oh you my. did that on purpose. <laughs> I, I just could see it on your face. You did that on purpose. So anyway, <laughs> we're going to take a break. It's time to take a short break. But stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this. Thanks listening are you in need of a breakthrough maybe you only need a roadmap to connect the dots to your success you know you're destined for greatness have you grown tired of trying to figure it out by yourself well not for long welcome to coach's corner elite a digital magazine whose mission is to become your premier resource in connecting with many of the industry's top go-to coaches, consultants, leaders, and experts. I'm talking about movers and shakers from around the world who are willing to share their stories of struggle and triumph, as well as their systems for success so that you too can have hope. No matter where you stand in your journey, your search will be complete with Coach's Corner Elite. Visit our website, CoachesCornerElite.com. Join our mailing list today. Got mobile? Text Connect Me to 33444. Join us now. Coach's Corner Elite. Your experience awaits. Busyfolk.com is the dry cleaning pickup and drop off service for busy people like you. Busyfolk.com saves you tons of time. We can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. 
No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? We also offer wash and fold laundry service, and we work hard to make sure that our customers know that their satisfaction is our main priority. Busyfolk.com is only a click away. Find us by typing busyfolk.com into your computer or smartphone. We currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. Visit busyfolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's busyfolk.com. You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click. If filing your own taxes is not for you, we've got you covered. Just click to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florin Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Hey! All right, we're back. <laughs> we are back. We are back with Attorney Smith. Attorney Smith was talking to us about a sole proprietorship, and he kind of gave a really interesting story when he was talking about taxes on Al Capone and why it was so difficult for the IRS to catch Al Capone. And I was saying to Attorney Smith that one of the stories that I tell my students is that the way that the IRS audits people is they look back. So they look at the money that you've spent. So they can trace the money that you've spent because if you have a home, if you have, if you live a certain way, they know that you have to spend a certain amount of money. If you live in a million dollar home, you don't live there free. Um, you have there's an upkeep. There's things that you have to pay to live that way. So if you live that way, but you're claiming twenty thousand dollars on a tax return, right. that's a pretty easy audit, right? right. Because yes. they know that you could you have to have earned more money, and so they're able to get you on tax evasion. And the fact that tax evasion uh, is a very steep penalty, so that they can catch criminals. Correct. And so, what were you saying about that, Attorney Smith? Um, we were talking about Al Capone and. The thing about the lifestyle audit is what the Internal Revenue Service calls it. They come in and they look at your lifestyle and they determine that there's no way that you can live in this manner based on the numbers that you represented on your tax return. So at that point, between that argument and I call them uh, gangster intimidation tactics, they're able to get whatever they want or what they're asking for. Whereas one other thing that assisted with Al Capone was they got the accountant. And once you get to the accountant, because it's impossible to run a million dollar empire without having good books. Right. So you got to know the lay of the land. So be very kind to your accountant. <laughs> they can help you. <laughs> they and the accountants are going to jail. Matter of right. fact, the, uh, my colleagues, the, the only accountants that I know that have done jail time have done it because of tax, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, the government says you should have known that this person was involved in Ill illegal activity right. um, because they drove up to your office in a Bentley right. and they handed you a 25,000 W-2 right. and you should have known better uh, or that you had some relationship with that client and that means that, that you had information Correct. and uh, you were involved as much. So, yeah, that's that's real important. So, so what is it? 
um, when we're talking about being a sole proprietor and we're talking about self-employment tax, um, the legal liability side of it, though, if you're a sole proprietor, there is unlimited legal liability. What does that mean? The example that we use most, most of the time is there are other people who own real estate and it's markets finally changing, um, which is a blessing. But let's say that you have a home that you rent and many people um, lease these homes to people who are on Section 8. Um, let's say that the uh, is single parent, two kids, she's pregnant with one on the way. Uh, it happens to be uh, there are some issues with the steps in the house. The tenant calls you and says, hey, you know, we got this problem, you need to fix it. You say, okay, you call the contractor, the contractor doesn't go and fix it. It rains, excuse me, your Section 8 tenant who is pregnant steps on a broken step, falls down, baby dies, she breaks the leg. That means that all your resources that you have are gonna be subject to liability. Whereas if you segregate yourself and your business assets as a LLC, then they're only limited to the assets in the LLC. So they can come after you personally is what you're saying. They get your house, your boat, you know, everything that has value and go but, up, wow. go up in you as they say. <laughs> right. But, but again, what I try to tell my clients is that even though you've form an LLC. The LLC as an entity needs to have the same type of protections as you would as a private right. individual. Yes, as the a person. LLC need to be insured. Yes. Right. Yes. The LLC need to have certain licenses right. if that's required. Whatever it is, you need to do that so that you will not be personally liable. Right. Otherwise, you the alter ego of this LLC. Okay, so 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 what so what these attorneys are saying, um, and I, I'm very good at dumbing stuff down because these people in the room are smarter than me. So I'm very very <laughs> I'm very I'm very good at dumbing stuff down. <laughs> what they're saying is what attorney what attorney Johnson just said is if that if that building that attorney smith was talking about is in the llc and attorney smith said that even if it's in, a, in the llc your personal assets are protected but now that per that tenant can actually own that building mm -hmm. that building can become hers because that is an asset in the llc Absolutely. so now the assets in the llc are subject and so what attorney johnson is saying you got to protect that building because if that building is the asset then you need insurance to cover that liability mm -hmm. so that that building, won't, you won't lose that building. Right, I hear the question that um, someone is asking. They're asking, well, the owner called the contractor, so why won't the contractor be responsible? And that is a very good question. Mm -hmm. However, in the state of Georgia, there's something called joint and severally liable, mm -hmm. which means that there isn't one person, there are both of you. Now, of course, after the suit is over, the owner can go up to the contractor, but how much money does the contractor really have? Mm, so yeah. you're not going to recoup your loss. And he has a smart accountant and attorney, so he's protected. He's protected, he's too. Protected. And he did like Attorney Johnson said and got insurance. Got insurance. Right, right. Because a lot of them uh, can't even uh, maintain their contractor's license without an insurance mm -hmm. policy, without mm -hmm. being bonded. So that's that's important. Okay, so now you guys know, uh, you know, if you first start out and you're a sole proprietor and you don't have that much to lose, you know, 
maybe you're out selling Mary Kay or something like that, you may not have a problem being a sole proprietorship uh, because, of course, if if Mary if you sell something Mary Kay and you rub and then your client rubs something on their face and breaks out, chances are they're not coming after you because Mary Kay has a lot deeper pockets than you do, so they'll probably go after Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing some other kind of business, you have to understand that there is unlimited liability when you're doing that business. So you need to stop and think about what could go wrong. Right. Because what could go wrong could go wrong. And then that means that your personal assets are also uh, at stake. And the same thing with the partnership. The only difference in a partnership, right, is that they're more than one person. Correct. So it's like, and then it's also like a marriage because unless you have that partnership agreement, right? Is this Um, coming from the person who doesn't know a lot? I'm asking I'm I'm asking the same question. I'm just asking a question. Excuse me, I'm just asking a question. I'm just setting up a question. Oh, that's what they call it. Oh, my my bad. (laughs) I'm setting up a question. So explain to me now, what is the difference in the partnership? Because it would be as, I mean, if Althea and I went into business together, we'd be like we were married, right? Yes. So if Althea would do something, it would affect me. If I do something, it would affect Althea. So explain that. I think you already did, no, um, but I will repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have more than one person, regardless of whether you have an agreement and you're working together, you have a partnership. As a partnership, you can both be uh, jointly and severally liable. The interesting thing is, I believe I haven't done any partnerships in a while, but upon the death of a partner, the partnership ends. Yeah. Um, and then you have to file a 1065 which means that you're also subject to self-employment taxes again that you will have to incur, which is why many times we have um, your partnership agreement rules. Okay. So you you have to make sure that your agreement is, uh, caters to both of you and your business. Is a partnership agreement like a prenup? I would say in many ways it is. Okay. You know, the, the smart ones would be. Yeah. So everybody out there pretty much knows what a prenuptial agreement is, right? I'm asking a question. Everybody pretty much knows what a prenuptial agreement is, I think, right? Because it's kind of been out there and people know what it is. So that would be similar to a partnership agreement? Yeah, it would be very similar. That's all I wanted to know. That's what Drake said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But but again, even though you both are uh, deeply uh, aware and very knowledgeable about taxes and and everything to that that situation because uh, Dr. Flo, you deal with the accounting portion of it. Uh, Attorney Smith, you deal with the tax person portion of it when it comes to representing uh, clients in our before RAS or the tax court. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe the, the listening audience need to understand and know that. Okay, well, here's the difference, guys. The difference is that I have tax clients. I'm a CPA. I am familiar with the tax law. Uh, and uh, But I cannot. I can represent a client in front of the IRS and through an audit and all those good things. However, I would have to call Attorney Smith if a client ever had to appear in court because I am not an attorney, so I cannot practice law. And so if any, if any uh, tax issue goes to the point of having to appear in court, I would have to make that phone call to Attorney Smith and ask him to please represent my client, right? And so that's another Correct. way 
uh, that we differ uh, uh, between a CPA uh, and a tax attorney. The tax attorney is very much so involved uh, with the law of taxes and the legal aspects of business. And uh, it's very difficult to practice and do what I do without having a relationship with a good tax attorney. Absolutely. All right, so it's time to take a short break. But stay tuned. We'll be right back with more right after this because our intern Leah told us so. That's Absolutely. Why we're a break. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> BusyFolk.com is the dry cleaning pickup and drop-off service for busy people like you. BusyFolk.com saves you tons of time. We can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? We also offer wash and fold laundry service, and we work hard to make sure that our customers know that their satisfaction is our main priority. BusyFolk.com is only a click away. Find us by typing BusyFolk.com into your computer or smartphone. We currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. Visit BusyFolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's BusyFolk.com. Are you in need of a breakthrough? Maybe you only need a roadmap to connect the dots to your success. You know you're destined for greatness. Have you grown tired of trying to figure it out by yourself? Well, not for long. Welcome to Coach's Corner Elite, a digital magazine whose mission is to become your premier resource in connecting with many of the industry's top go-to coaches, consultants, leaders, and experts. I'm talking about movers and shakers from around the world who are willing to share their stories of struggle and triumph, as well as their systems for success so that you too can have hope. No matter where you stand in your journey, your search will be complete with Coach's Corner Elite. Visit our website, CoachesCornerElite.com. Join our mailing list today. Got mobile? Text Connect Me to 33444. Join us now. Coach's Corner Elite. Your experience awaits. And now back to Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson for more of Mind Your Business Radio on Talk Zone. I hope you all are having as much fun as we are talking about a subject that could otherwise be boring if we did not have Attorney Smith here with us. We're going to talk about now LLCs because, of course, that is the, the that's the newest type of entity, and everybody runs into our office saying they want to be an LLC. And so, what the first question I have is: Is there a difference between an LLC and a corporation? LLC. 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 Oh, sorry. LLC is limited liability company. Company. Yes. Company or corporation. Uh, company. Mm-hmm. LLC. Company. Limited liability, liability company. company. Right. Because if you write corporation on your articles of organization, the state of Georgia will send them back to you and tell you that they are incorrect. Right. Uh, okay. There is a difference uh, so far as the control perspective, which is how we like to talk about most of them. LLC in you know, if you're more than one member and your corporation, as long as you have the most shares in control, you're okay. Liability purposes, 
pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. uh, tax purposes are where they differ. Right. Uh, with the LLC, it's a, they say a conduit or a flow through, but I think uh, what I would probably say for our clients, it, it goes straight through. Um, <laughs> it goes straight through. Yeah. Okay, for my sophisticated clients, Attorney Smith meant straight, straight, straight through. through. No, 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 no. For, for our sophisticated clients, it's a conduit. <laughs> <laughs> but for my people, it's straight through, um, which means that you determine whether there's a profit or loss. And then it's merely reported on the front page of your 1040. And a corporation is subject to uh, different taxes. So far, you know, like I was saying earlier, you're subject to at least two taxes, for example. And I know we heard about double taxation. Yes. Let me see if I can break it down. Okay, you have a corporation, you have employees that you have to pay, and you may even have done well, so you have to. Um, Let's say even get some dividends from that year. For people who don't know what dividends are, I know you all do, it means you get some paper back. Okay. So then what happens is that when you figure out that you've made a profit from that organization, then at that point, that profit is subject to tax. Mm -hmm. When you, if you're an employee of that company and you receive paper, then your also fundings that you receive from the corporation is subject to tax. If you receive dividends, paper, that is also subject to tax. So what you want to do is minimize your tax liability. And really, most of the time, we, if, you, if you're going public, certainly, we recommend a C-Corp. Otherwise, we recommend that you stay with an LLC and then graduate to a subchapter S corporation. Okay. Well, you, you just did a wonderful segue. What is the difference between a C-Corp and an S-Corp? The primary difference, um, a S-Corp is a conduit, squake through. You, <laughs> figure, you, you figure out what the, your, your, your gross revenue is. You subtract your expenses. The net profit or the net loss is reported again on the front page of your 1040. If you are a corporation, you don't have that opportunity. You file a separate return and the corporation is taxed separately. So that's the double taxation issue. Yes. So you as you are can only be an owner and employee of the corporation, Correct. right? And so you have that tax, right. but also whatever the corporation has a net Yes. Uh, profits are taxed as right. well. And if you receive dividends, they're also taxed again. Okay. And a lot of times there are strategies, there are tax strategies associated with these two. And so we're not, you know, one of the things I want to say, one disclaimer, and I think my attorney friends here will be proud of me saying this, is you need to contact your own CPA and your own attorney to talk about yes. your own personal situation. Because each one of these entities uh, has with it different types of tax strategies. And so you might be a wealthy uh, earner and there might be a tax strategy where a C-Corp benefits you better than an S-Corp and Correct. so forth and so on. So there, you have to look at your own personal situation and make a determination. This is not a one-size-fits-all type of deal. And that's one of the things we want to try to get across you. We want you to know the difference, but we also want you to know it's not one size fit all. Is that correct? It's very correct. Taxes are dynamic. Everybody has a different lifestyle. So you have to determine what's going on there. What we recommend to our clients is you have to think proactively. 
because at the end of the year, if you come to us, all we can ask you is, did you do this or did you do that versus, hey, you know, Dr. Flo, Attorney Smith, you know, um, I'm going to make this big windfall. What do you recommend that I do? Versus at the end, mm -hmm. there's not too much we can tell you. If, if you're in the beginning, then there may be some suggestions that we can make for you to minimize your tax liability. And so, okay, I'm sorry, so, go ahead, so how important it is for a company or a business who are just starting out to hire certain professionals to be with them, even though it may be expensive in the beginning, how important it is for these beginning companies or entities to hire um, a specialist I'm going, or experts? I'm going to put it in a adage that I've heard some time ago. You can pay them now, <laughs> you can pay them later. Let me know. Yes, yes. When, if you come to me later, it's very very expensive. I, I, I know. I, I, I call that, yeah, the it's an inconvenience tax. Right, exactly. So, so, so if you pay us to clean something up, it's more expensive than paying us to do it right the first time. If you pay us to be the cleaner, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. So, so it's important to have an accountant. It's important to have a lawyer. Yes. It's important to have a tax attorney if necessary, yes. depending on what's going on with your, your business. Exactly. And we right. kind of touched on that last week yeah, or oh, in a banker yeah we touched on that last week because we said that there is a cost to going into business it is more than you just deciding that you want to uh, bake cupcakes you have yes. to you need to do a budget and figure out can you afford to be in the business of baking cupcakes and so there are certain things you have to consider um, when you go into business uh, and, and, and that budget entails getting good advice. Absolutely. If I would recommend and when I speak to different audiences and they talk about going into business for the first time, if you've heard that you can't burn the candle at both ends, that's a lie. <laughs> if you have your own business, you must burn it at both ends and the middle and you must do it with a smile. Right. You go from having one boss so you have a lot of bosses yes. because every client is your boss. Absolutely. And if you are unable to um, buck up, as they say, I recommend you don't do it because it is very, very challenging, very rewarding, it's very challenging also. Absolutely. It is very challenging, but to your point, it's rewarding. Very. Uh, but I also like to tell people that it is, you know, I'm an accountant, so mm -hmm. to me it's also a math equation. Yes. It is an investment. and so. If you do a budget and you figure out that in the next, if you look project out five years and you can only make a 10% return on your investment because you have to invest a thousand dollars and you can only get a 10% return, right, right. you know, so you're going to, you're going to have a loss, you know, right. forever and ever, yeah, and you can right. only get a 10% return, right. then you know, take that thousand dollars and put it in the stock market and get a 12% return. So to me, it's a math equation. It's not just about, I feel, yes. you know, cause we're an emotional per people. Now let's just break it down. <laughs> we're emotional people. Well, and so we get pissed off at a job or we decide, you know, we're not being hired or whatever. And we just run out there and go into business. It is not that simple. It's not. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that you have to consider. And one of the things that we hope, that you guys will consider is wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in the country, that you will consider investing in good advisors. 
invest in good advisors, they could save you yes. a whole lot of heartache yes. in the end. And one of those, uh, and part of that good advice is what type of entity you need to form when you're trying to do this business. Correct. And, and, and here's the thing. When you come to an attorney like Attorney Smith and ask him the question, what type of entity should I, should I create? You really need to have a very good plan, a very good idea of what to, what your business is going to do. True, right? Excellent. It's your baby. We're just telling you what to do with your baby because no one knows it better than you. No one knows what you want to do, how you want to do it, why you want to do it. But it's your job to relate and communicate communicate to us what it is, and then we can advise you what's the best way to go about it. Okay. And I think one of the best advice that Attorney Smith had offered to me that I wasn't even thinking about in the beginning was, you can't start uh, dealing with your deductions come uh, March 15th. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you need to start thinking about deductions each and every day in your business practice. Yes. How can I use this as a business deduction? I think that was one of the best advice that um, Attorney Smith gave me and gave me a different perspective that each day I have to start thinking about deductions. Right. I'm, I'm going to stick Attorney Smith on some of my clients because I think that is, that's, a, that's an awesome thing to say because it seems to me that, um, well, my clients, they know that their corporate tax returns are due March 15th, so they'll contact me March 14th yes. mm -hmm. and want a, want a list of deductions, want a list of things they should send me. And I'm thinking... We've been doing this for ten years. Right. What what is it? Right. <laughs> what right. is it that you don't understand? This this list that I have, I send you every March fourteenth. <laughs> what years. I find <laughs> is that when you add an additional twenty percent, it makes you feel a little oh, bit better. Oh, I hope money, my clients are listening. Money can be a motivator. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, that's true. A behavior modifier. Too. It's a sure behavior can. modifier. It's oh sure my can. goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and that is the truth, guys. Um, and and I know that. We're joking, uh, we're saying this in a joking fashion, yes. but the truth of the matter is no matter who you hire, you need to understand that your accountant and your attorney are thinking this way because they realize you have created more work for them. Right. And so the only thing that we sell is time and talent. Mm -hmm. And so if, if what we're doing for you is going to take more time, then it's gonna cost you more money. Right. And so that's why it's cheaper for you to come to us in the beginning, so mm -hmm. we can set things up straight. Mm -hmm. We can find out what type of record keeping you, you can do, what you need to do, what type of records to keep. And so if you keep those records when tax time comes, then you know it's very clean. It's, 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 a, it's a lot easier on us, which means your bill is a lot lower. So and keep that in mind. it is beneficial to you and your business. Most yes, it is. And uh, again, this is just not a one-time uh, situation. It's ever evolving. It's just like life in the state planning. It's ever evolving because our situation is constantly changing. That's why we have to keep up with our, our advisors. We have to keep up with what's going on. So it's just not a one-time situation. Okay, absolutely. Now, when we come back, we're gonna take a break we, we want you to call in, okay? So if you'd like to join our conversation, the phone lines are open. You can dial 1-888. Did I say 3-8? I think you say 3-8 okay. this time. 1-888-463-6748. That's 
go for it. 1-888-463-6748. We're taking your calls on Talk Zone. And so it's time to take a short break. When we get back, we are going to talk a little bit more in detail about the differences between an LLC and a corporation. So stay tuned. I'm sitting here with the brightest and best minds in the country. How much do I have to pay you? Uh, a lot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know if I brought enough. <laughs> You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click. If filing your own taxes is not for you, we've got you covered. Just click to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. BusyFolk.com is the dry cleaning pickup and drop-off service for busy people like you. BusyFolk.com saves you tons of time. We can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? We also offer wash and fold laundry service, and we work hard to make sure that our customers know that their satisfaction is our main priority. BusyFolk.com is only a click away. Find us by typing BusyFolk.com into your computer or smartphone. We currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. Visit BusyFolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's BusyFolk.com. Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florin Seiler and Althea DeBar-Johnson. Well, well, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. back. We are here with Attorney Aisley Smith and, of course, my co-host, Attorney Althea DeBar-Johnson. Yeah, right. yeah woo <laughs> Everybody loves Althea, I tell you. I promise you oh, that. Okay. You try that, Dr. Well, Floyd. if you, you know cool, all cool know. people love well, Althea. Well, if, you, right. if you got issues, then you don't like me or Althea. Uh, I don't. Right. So anyway, <laughs> let me just say, let me just read this. Since Althea, uh, I'm reading, okay, Althea, if that's okay with you. That's okay. According to the Georgia uh, Secretary of State, the LLC has been an entity of choice for most business owners by about two to one over the past couple of years. And so the reasons for it are varied. It appears that many people choose the LLC because it costs less to set up and there is little administrative paperwork involved maintaining it. There's no required annual meetings, uh, no required minutes to keep. There are no company taxes, and that's only true if you don't choose, because you can choose to be taxed as a C-Corp, but I don't know why you would. Exactly. Uh, there are no company taxes, only personal taxes on the profits. And the profits of the LLC are typically considered to be earned income and subject to Social Security portion of the self-employment tax. It says, by contrast, a regular C-Corporation is subject to being taxed twice on its profits at the corporate level and when prof profits are distributed uh, to the shareholders, okay? So that's in, in, I just wanted to sum up some of the things that we were talking about between the LLC and the uh, corporation. But also, uh, well, is it that it is cheaper to set up then, huh? It's cheaper, cheaper to set keeper, up. That's what they cheaper say. to keeper, so that's the reason why <laughs> one of the, L the LLC is, is good. Now, why wouldn't a person choose an S-Corp over 
a regular court? Maybe if you're trying to, you said, I think you mentioned uh, the possibility of going public. Going Can public. you explain that? Okay. Certainly. If you determine that, uh, and we wish this is the case for every organization, you have this phenomenal idea and you blow up and then all of a sudden there's an opportunity for you to go to the New York Stock Exchange and sell shares and, adi and generate additional revenue to go international, to get national. That's like millionaires. Millionaires went out in the 80s. National went out in the 80s also. It's time you think internationally. So if you want to go internationally, then at that point, you're going to need to be a C corporation so that you can go to the New York Stock Exchange and do what you do. Okay. I turn soon. I have a question. I and then uh, I, I have a question. What happens when a uh, client come into your office and they say they have a business, they've been in business for five, six years, 10 years, maybe more, and then you find out that they never registered with the Secretary of State's office? What happens? Because what usually brings them in at that time when they come to see you is some tax issue. Yes. Well, <laughs> at that point, that's when we pray. <laughs> uh, the first thing we're praying for is that the name is actually reserved with the Secretary of State. Mm. Because if it's not reserved with the Secretary of State, you will not be able to use that name legitimately. And someone could very easily give you a cease and desist order. Wow. Then at that point, the first thing we do is we get a power of attorney. We call the Internal Revenue Service because the client may understand things to be one way, but it's important to find out how the original gangster uh, understand. <laughs> you talking about the IRS? You call the IRS OG? I work for the IRS, so mm, I can do that. Okay, okay, all right. I'm not arguing. <laughs> Let me back up for a second. We're going to go all the way back to Al Capone. Mm -hmm. Al Capone was a made man. Again, nobody can take him out. So that means that only a made man can take out a made man. Okay. And the IRS was the one who took Al Capone out. So they got to be the original gangster. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Obviously. And that's how really a lot of criminals are caught nowadays exactly. because you can't catch them killing somebody. No. You can't catch them necessarily in the illegal activity, right. but you can catch them with tax evasion. Exactly. Okay, so you drug dealers out there, pay your taxes, stay under the radar, uh huh? 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 <laughs> huh? Go, go straight. It's not worth it. Go is not worth it. You got a little go bit straight. for just a little bit of time, you know. Go Orange straight. is not a popular color. Okay? <laughs> go straight. And I tell you the truth, uh, when I talked to some high school kids, I did have a, a couple of high school students that, uh, you know, it was sad, but they did not have any intention of going straight uh, when they got out of high school. Mm. And I mentioned to them, because, of course, the, the people that they saw in their neighborhood that had all the money were not doing it legitimately. But one of the things I had to mention to them is that it's no fun staying under the radar. What, what yes. sense does it make to make a million dollars and you still have to live like you don't have anything? Right. Because that's the only way you're going to stay under the radar is to live like you're poor. And so what's the point of having a million dollars if you have to still live like you're poor and also look over your shoulder Constantly. every minute every and minute. be in the threat of danger every minute. It's not worth it. Most people who have the mindset and the genius to run an illegal operation mm -hmm. could mm -hmm. use that same genius to right. run a legitimate operation exactly. and Absolutely. make millions. millions. The, personality, the personality is not much different. Right. Not, not at all. <laughs> Between no. the CEOs of these major 
Fortune 500 corporations and the people who are running the largest operations in the street. And it's not too late. You can take some of that money that you've generated and okay. you can move from there to a for-profit activity. Right. Pay your taxes and no one will care. Right. There you go. <laughs> so it's very important that we start up our business straight. We, we build a good foundation in the beginning that we do things as properly as possible so that we won't be coming back to straighten up, like you, you said before, a mess. Mm -hmm. Right. Which costs me. It does. Absolutely. Costs now, let's talk about this corporation for a minute. The difference between an S corporation, and that is subchapter S. S does not mean small business. It is subchapter S of the IRS code. So the difference between the S corporation and the C corporation uh, has to do with not the state of Georgia necessarily, but what the IRS allows. Can you talk to that? Because you still have to incorporate in your state. Correct. And then there's a second election, I guess, with the IRS. Can you can you go a little bit into sure. detail with that? Uh, what happens is that once your organization is created with the Secretary of State, and you were talking about LLCs, and one thing I would like to encourage our audience is to think creatively because partnerships, LLCs, corporations, they are, they are all fictions, which means that someone decided, more than likely a white man, decided that you know, I'll tell the truth. What do you want me to do? Hey. Amen. Same in church. But they came and they decided that, you know what? I want to create this type of entity, which means that if they can do it, we can do it. And it's beneficial for everybody. So be creatively. But one of the most important things about the S Corporation is that it is not subject to self-employment taxes again, and it is determined or created by subchapter S of the Internal Revenue Code. You file an election, which is called 2553, uh, submit the appropriate documents, and then at that point, timing is an issue, but eventually the IRS will recognize you as an S corporation, and at that point, your return may go from maybe two or three hundred dollars to maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand. But if that's saving you three to five to ten to infinity amount of taxes, it's well worth it. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Yes. Good. All right. I, I have one last question that I know uh, a lot of our um, our listeners want to hear. We're running out of time, so I'm going to ask this question. I know a caller had this question, but we won't have time to talk to the caller. But there was one question um, that I know one of our callers had, and that is, what is the difference between a nonprofit corporation and a for-profit corporation? You're stepping on my toes. Um, <laughs> when I was with the Internal Revenue Service, I, that's the area that I specialize in, in Section 501c3. We believe in the power of the tongue, so we don't say nonprofit. And because of the experience that I've had with uh, Catholic Church, Monterey Hospital, um, these organizations, United Way, they make hundreds of millions of dollars Absolutely. in profit. Mm -hmm. So we say a 501c3, and they operate much like a for-profit. However, the primary difference is the services that they provide. In addition, procedurally, you must go through the Internal Revenue Service to be recognized as a 501c3. There are some exceptions, churches, 
uh, not required, and organizations that were established way back, I want to say like 40, 1948, 26, something like that, something yeah. that's not even, you know, reasonable. But at that point, you must go through, and there are a plethora of documents that must be presented in a timely fashion. And that's not an easy process. It's not an easy process. Yeah, that's not right. an easy process. The one thing I want to make sure that you guys understand is one of the difference between the uh, the 501c3 and the for-profit corporation. Both are supposed to make money. Both of them are supposed to make profits. Yeah. Attorney Smith said United Way makes millions and millions, millions of dollars. They're supposed to make a profit. Mm -hmm. They couldn't operate. They couldn't. They couldn't run without right. a profit. The difference is, is that there are no, there are no owners. There are no individual owners of a nonprofit. I'm sorry, you can't use that around Thank Attorney you. Smith. Thank a five hundred one c three. There are no owners of a five hundred one c three. That that profit has to be reinvested back into the programs yes. of that 501c3. Okay, there are no stockholders, all right, of a, of a 501c3 right. uh, corporation. No feud taxes. And no, yes, no no, no feud taxes. What's feud tax? Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. No unemployment, uh, no unemployment taxes. No unemployment taxes. You. But you do have to pay self-employment taxes. If you if you receive money from a non, uh, from a 501c3, as if you receive a salary right. as an employee, yes, you do pay taxes. Right. And the 501c3 pays employment taxes, but they do not pay income. the federal unemployment right. tax and they do not pay income taxes right. on the income that they have. Okay. One thing, so, I, one thing I would like to mention is if you are engaged, let's say you're serving the homeless, and then at that point you decide that you want to manufacture balloons, because it is not, there are certain things, you know, it's unrelated, it's uh, generated for a profit, and it's regularly carried on, then you will be subject to tax, income tax, on that activity. And if you do it too much, then the IRS will say that's not your primary activity and Absolutely. your exemption will be revoked. And, and if you get that exemption revoked, that is not nice. No. All right, so that's the end of our show. I'm going to tell you something. We have out? got to shout out. Yeah, yeah one, one shout out. I'd like to do a shout out to JC, Jesus Christ in the house. <laughs> Amen. Tell us about your book. Um, I wrote a book called Jesus Don't Work for the IRS, A Spiritual and Personal Perspective of the Original Gangster. We have sold out of all the copies. I'm in the process wow. of printing some more. So just uh, Google us. Um, Amazon, everybody is sold out. So um, once I get back to my regular job, then I'll be able to get some more copies. That's awesome. Oh, we are going to have to have you back, Attorney Smith. So we appreciate you so it. much. That's all for this week's show. We'll be back next week, Tuesday, 11 a.m. Don't forget to visit our website, www.mindyourbizradio.com. That's B-I-Z radio.com to comment or connect with us. Althea, it was great. Yes, certainly was. I really had a, a, a great uh, time with my friend and buddy. Peter. All right. See you next week. Deuces. All right. <laughs>